Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hello, we are on now. We are live. Hello, everybody. It's V and the Cowboy is here along with CJ. Good say good morning, guys. Good morning. Buenos dias. Yes, yes, yes. All, All right, guys. Be like my own background. Ah, the good morning. How are we doing, eh? <laughs> I make you a pizza. We had a a, a most disturbing brochure that was uh, making the rounds in in wonderful places like San Francisco. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Monkeypox is in Aotora. That's New Zealand. Oh, that's in. Oh, look at that. This is how the Kiwis are thinking. They say, "Look, look, look out for the symptoms." Right? The symptoms of monkeypox typically start with fever, swollen lymph nodes, muscle aches, headaches, chills, and a sore anus. You Usually lasts between one to three days. If you're experiencing symptoms of monkeypox, especially any skin changes. You should seek medical advice from your GP or sexual health clinic. Call your clinic line right here. And remember, practice. Look, 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 this is what they're putting out. Look at this image up here. It is just disturbing. Just... Now, for your Kiwi accent, though, if you say medical, it's medical. 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 Seek medical advice. Seek me seek medical advice. Yeah, look out for the symptoms. Look out for the symptoms. <laughs> God help us, man. Welcome to the liberal world order. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I, I had this video now. They've deleted it. but um, And I actually have a lot of technical market stuff. We're going to dig a little deep. We're not going to do calculus, but we're going to talk about calculus. But before we get there, just I love pointing out hypocrisy. And I want to do, I don't know, maybe every Thursday, Cowboys Hypocrisy Corner. Um, not that there's just any material out there coming from the left on hypocrisy or even the right for that matter. But the point is in Sweden mm -hmm. where they had a lot of Muslim migration and there's issues along with that. Um, I think we saw a lot of that in the news in the last 10 years. Um, now you have this situation where a trans person was doing like a drag show and, or whatever. I don't even know what you call that kind of a show in the trans. I'm not into the nomenclature there, but whatever it is, they were doing it. And these Muslims came up and attacked the trans person. Where, where was this? This was in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, I love it. Do I have videos? I sent you the video a couple days ago. Shit. Um, what was they, they ripped it down. Oh, wait. They ripped it I, down. Reddit, uh, trans yeah, yeah. gets attacked by Muslims. Dude. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, video's gone. CJ. Yeah. Video's gone, though. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. They tore it down because Reddit is pretty liberal. So um, oh, it's wait, not what? that, you know what? It's not that big deal of a video. A couple of guys, like, there's like this six foot five, like, trans person. And these couple of like Muslims come up and just beat them on the head and run. And then these cops like go to protect them and that's fine. Whatever, you know, I'm not into violence against these people, but it's just the narrative breaks down for the left 
because they're the ones who are kind of like, hey, let you know, let's let's help the Muslims and migrate into Europe to have a better life. <laughs> and they want to protect, <laughs> you know, protect the narrative around Muslims. They're not bad people. They're not violent people. But now they have to protect the trans because they seem to be the winner of the oppression Olympics. And so when the Muslims are attacking the trans, you'll never hear about it in the news because it's too many protected classes going at it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's just, uh, that's my hypocrisy corner. So, I mean, um, I don't know. What do you think of that? That's pretty funny if you ask me. Dude, it's hilarious. It's like when, when you have one protected class taking out another protective class and this thing called identity politics, they, it, it literally doesn't compute with, with the liberal brain. Therefore, they just have to like censor it for themselves. Like it doesn't exist. It never happens. And in their stupid worldview, they're all their all their intersectional politics and all their intersectional classes. Everybody gets along. And it's all kumbaya. And everybody gets along. And they, being the white liberal, is the savior of them all. They're the ones who are leading the people and leading humanity to the promised land. That's the worldview with these sickos, man. These people are deranged. They don't understand that humanity is a very tribal thing. They're tribal in terms of culture, in terms of traditions, in terms of, of, of commonality and ideals. These things are not going away. And this is what these moronic liberals don't understand. The world is a harsh place. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Man. See, Funny. and Velas put it, he goes, uh, Velas says, uh, it's like I've said on my show, ask university officials their thoughts on women, on women, student violence. They'll run like scare, uh, scalded animals. <laughs> <laughs> they what they'll run like scalded animals of course <laughs> uh that's course. great yeah so actually i think that's the secret right so if anybody there's a movie i think it was in the 50s it's called alphaville like that 80s band you know but it's a movie called alphaville it's an early noir movie and basically it's uh where they've gone into the future and they've created basically what they're trying to create right now and there's a computer that runs the entire society Right. I mean, this is a very, very foretelling movie. It's called Alphaville. And um, so this guy gets sent in and his job is to talk to that computer and to deliver a problem that is unsolvable. And then the computer breaks down and their society breaks down. And all of a sudden, you know, their liberal communist utopia kind of crumbles in on itself. And I think that this kind of like, you know, Muslim beating the trans is like, potentially the equation that causes the computer to break like we can learn from that <laughs> that's great oh that's good oh aristotle yeah what's what's he saying tolerance and apathy are the last virtues of a dying society and and, and, and rising is, taxes yeah rising taxes <laughs> what about the price of eggs man uh you know what 46 percent. yeah we have been okay so the wife and I don't do any soy in the diet ever. Um, Why? So buying, soy like, is so wonderful. Soy milk is just milk introducing itself in Spanish. Soy milk. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, That's so we great. just uh, we get eggs that are pasture raised with no soy, and it's they've been six bucks since I don't know since as long as I can remember. Yeah, so same. You know, I mean, at that point, pasture raised everybody... It's not even worth eating regular eggs. Especially the way Heck chickens no. are treated. Oh my god, chickens are treated worse than pigs, man. Oh yeah, it's hard to find clean chicken. It's, it's all, hard. It's, to, it's... Even organic chicken, it's hard to find clean chicken. Dude, mm -hmm. chicken's so filled with phthalates and 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 all this garbage. It's it's, it's it, dude. It is a dirty meat, man. There's a couple places yeah. close to us. If you want fresh eggs, yeah, like and I want fresh chicken, Siege. 
Yeah. So I can make a fresh. I uh, do the chicken. I think there's a different legal aspect for for that. Um, yeah. But um, but eggs, eggs is pretty easy to to do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, the eggs I get they're they're in the field eating what chickens eat in the wild. If chickens were ever in the wild, um, yeah, bugs and worms and stuff like that. So that's what you want. You want your egg yolk to be like super orange, orange. color, not not like that kind of highlighter yellow. That's no bueno. Yep, exactly right. Don't so, start making me hungry. I haven't had breakfast yet. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I like to cook my eggs up. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was going to describe a delicious meal, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, CJ, are you doing the August challenge? How's what's that going the, for you? What's the August it's challenge? Go, it's go, Yeah, it's, go, it's, it's, go, it's going great. Uh, I've been reading every day, um, which which I'm enjoying again. I, I do audio books. Don't get me wrong. Huh? What's what that? the hell are you guys? What is this August challenge? I've been sick for most of the month of August. You know why? You know why? <laughs> v, V, I'm going to tell you, V, your problem is that you don't go on Discord. This that, is all this over is Discord, bro. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, what well, kind of person am I? You know, I, I, I'm embarrassed for myself. I really Well, am. V, you remember back in October, I did the Silver October, right? Where I, I didn't boost yeah. at all. And, um, and, and, I, and I tell you what, I kind of wish I wouldn't have went back because it, it, whenever I, October ended, November 1st came, I had the first drink and it tasted like shit. It was like, oh, gosh, this is awful. And then, and then I gradually Look, got into it. Alcohol is pure poison, man. Well, well it, it, yeah. yeah. It tracks you up, man. I, I stopped drinking. I stopped so, drinking a long while ago. It's so obviously working. in summer, you know, a lot of concerts, a lot of cookouts, a lot of that type of stuff, and and usually there's alcohol involved. And so you know, come August, decided to do a little bit of a of a of a challenge to, you know, give up alcohol, but then also do a couple a little other twist to it. So it's like get back to something that that's good for you. And and I, I used to read, dude. They have you know, a natural stuff read, now. You know, huh? that? I have a uh, plant-based whiskey, which is zero yeah, alcohol. I've seen that. Yeah. 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 We're getting a total wines next to us, which is an awesome, awesome store. Uh, total wines. We're getting one that has a lot what? of that type of uh, beverages and stuff. Oh, really? Total total wines next we're getting total wine. Like... Yeah. Total wines going up uh, right on 146 close to the, the B-dubs. That's just right when I try to get out. They bring me yeah. back in. <laughs> yeah. But they have a, a, a lot of, of different non-alcoholic uh, beverages there. A huge selection, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Dope, man. So, so okay, so no, tell me. So you're, you're, you're quitting drinking for the month of August. Yeah, stop drinking for the month. Uh, obviously getting back to exercise Dude, stop routine. stop drinking. Every single, every single day, and, and I haven't missed a day. Good, uh, today was today was awesome. I, also, I, I hate jogging. I don't know what it is. I just it's boring jogging. I have flat feet. It's boring. I'd much rather be playing basketball, tennis, something like that. And I said, you know what? I got kicked out of the gym. You know why? I went running. Right. You know those uh those uh <laughs> you know those things that you put on your <laughs> Come on, make this a good story. <laughs> no, no, no. You know those uh those spring loaded uh running things, the, the stilts? I, I I know those, yeah. Yeah, I, I was running on that around the track and then they kicked me out. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Is that gonna run on my uh my spring loaded stilts? He's you got he's in the Lord. gym like wearing Dear a clown Lord. suit on like, five foot stilts. <laughs> yeah, man. You can't do I told, that. I, 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 and the racist thing didn't work, man. It didn't work. <laughs> and I had my membership canceled. It was a, it was a bad experience. Well, that's because they can't tell what color you are when you got clown makeup on, dude. This is also this is also fact. <laughs> this is also this is very true. I'm a person of color. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a POC. It's not a color. I'm a POC. I'm down with AOC. Please don't kick me out. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, no. Uh, so, uh, CJ, you said you're reading too. What are you reading? Uh, it's it's a great book. It's called uh, Peaks and Valleys. And it um, 
it was a long time ago. I started, I was halfway through it. It was in preparation for a conference, a work conference we were going to. And the CEO sent everybody a little bit of pre-conference work to start delving into the book. And he was actually going to be the guest speaker. And, and uh, it basically, you know, talks about how through life we hit those things, right? Not, not only in professional life, but also just in life in general, the, the peaks and valleys that happen all the time. And it's a story of a, of a, of a young boy who, who lived in the valley for a long time and always, you know, wondered what it was like to go to the the top mountain peaks and look down at it and was always told his entire life, don't do it. You know? And uh, when he goes up there, he meets a, an older gentleman who he didn't know at the time was a very, very successful business person and just walking, just started walking him through different aspects of, of life and managing through those times when you're, you're down in the valley, you're down in the rut and, you know, with various things, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be, uh, anything that's you know too terribly bad it's just a, more of an optimistic way of, of looking at through things so yeah so I started uh, reading it I, I finished it up uh, last night I had to start at the beginning because like I said I, I picked it up like 10 years ago and I was halfway through it and I still had the bookmark in it. and I'm like that's what I'm going to do I'm going to go back through those books that I started and for some reason I turned it off um, so yeah but I've always done audio books and stuff like that especially at the gym listening to them but you, you don't get the same thing as to when you're actually reading something and your your mind is processing it and in, in differently than I don't know what it is, but reading is is a lot different than just audiobooks to me. I That's know, true. I, how do you guys feel about that? I, well, just... I, I can't. Here's the funny thing: for if I'm listening to like nonfiction, I could do like an audiobook, right? Um, nonfiction, especially if the narration is good. But the weird thing with my brain, if it's a fictional thing, I need to read it. Isn't that weird? See, but, that's the opposite. Well, I, I can actually, I do audible almost always. I'm doing too many things to sit down and write a book. And I know that's kind of messed up, but it's just how it is. So um, I also I heard that it, if you are, um, you know, uh, way too auditory as a male, that you're probably a homosexual. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I better find that brochure and move to New Zealand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> better avoid the monkey pox. Peaks <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, no, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a, a bit of the challenge myself. Um, you know, I've, I actually twice a year I do this uh, diet cleanse. My wife is a nutritionist, uh, also as a chiropractor, and uh, she straightened my health out starting years ago. So every six months, I just know I, I rarely drink anyway. I'm with you on, on how bad it is for you, although I think a small amount of alcohol is probably okay. I don't think it's a big problem, <clears throat> but I rarely drink no caffeine. That was the hardest thing. I had ooh, to give up coffee. Ooh, I, I drink headache. three coffees. I can't, I, I I can't do that. I, I got to draw the line somewhere, and coffee is the line that I draw. I will die on that hill, brother. Well, I will die I'll tell you what. <laughs> All I can tell you is that uh, the first three days are very difficult. Um, however, the benefits are actually pretty good. And I'd say, uh, you know, try before you knock. Don't you know? Don't uh, don't knock. Don't it knock it you before try. you try it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, but, before but you, how, how much before better you do you feel when you get back on the coffee and you're like, oh man, what was I missing? A yeah, nice there's that high too. That's if you're, if you're that kind of a, a relapse junkie, you can go for it. Um, you know, I just made that term up, but uh, you know, I, I there's a lot less of the like your ability to get distracted, like, there's some pretty big things. I could send you some data on it. There's probably that's all that well, could be a whole show. I could know? also send you data. That drinking coffee prevents Alzheimer's, and I'm sticking with that. That's it. That's the only data I have, and I'm sticking <laughs> with it. <laughs> it's, there's a there it's are like benefits, tea, right? Like antioxidants. The people that drink teas, right? There's some type of benefit to it, and 
I'm not sure. The, the ancient cultures, do they use tea quite a bit, which has caffeine in it, right? My and friend, we have been herbal, drinking herbal tea for 10,000 years. You know, yeah. tea, tea, like black tea, white tea, green tea, they have caffeine less than coffee, but um, herbal teas. But white tea is racist, I heard. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you drink you white drink tea and you vote, you... For, sort of yeah. vote for Trump. Yeah, you, know? you, you become racist if you drink white tea. It's It's pretty bad. So into the charts, uh, racist tea. So the we're, charts we're looking, of this is a chart that I drew a month ago, shared on the show. And I'm just showing you that, okay, so there's a lot of noise on this chart, right? Um, so we're not going to stay too long on it. But Bitcoin is kind of what most people want to see chart-wise. I do want to kind of move to <laughs> S&P here, but Bitcoin's going up this channel. And long story short, uh, you know, the grill and I both have a similar theory in we get it from different sources Mine's from technical. I get uh, mine from bathhouses in San Francisco. Bathhouses, yeah. He talks to like, uh, you know, Jamie Dimon meets him in the bathhouse. No, um, who told you about that? It's it's, it's uh, Lloyd Blankfein and uh, Larry Fink. They meet me in the bathhouse. Oh, Larry Ratfink. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So BlackRock. basically, BlackRock, where the dotted line starts is where I started this drawing. And that was on. We call him that the... as a, you know, it's his nickname, BlackRock. Yeah, that's, that's his prick <laughs> name. So uh, let me see. That was in the beginning of uh, July is when I, I drew when this dotted line started and it's followed all the way through mid-August. And long story short, we're just looking at a kind of a it really looks like a bear flag. Um, and that would support the idea of price going down. But knowing Bitcoin, Bitcoin is like anything else, highly manipulated um, as far as market makers go. And it's probably going to want to push up through this block, this box, this teal box I've drawn. There's a lot of resistance in that area. There's a lot of people who will short in this area. And so what Bitcoin has historically done, even in bear markets, is punish people who short. Now up here, this big arrow is pointing towards this red line. And this red line is called a point of control. It's based on volume nodes price tends to be attracted to the point of control. A lot of people think that it rejects at the point of control. It's kind of true, but more price is going to reject where there's a lack of volume, right? It's the opposite of what most people know. Um, I got that from your boy over at Neuro Street. It's very accurate. So there's also a CME gap here. So a CME gap is when the price closes uh, at the uh, CME, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And say it closes and then it moves over the weekend and it opens up at a different place than it closes in a very big way. And that's called a gap. And the gaps generally fill, which what that means is even though price wants to go down, there's a high probability historically that price will go ahead and retrace back to that gap to fill that gap. It's just, I'm not, I mean, I could make some guesses as to why that happens, but that would take up a lot of time in the show. Suffice it to say, it's likely that price will push through this area, hit that, and then I think we'll head down. Now, mind you, the farther out you forecast, the less uh, accurate it's going to be. Um, but in the end, just to reiterate what we've talked about on the sh uh, show before, is that we think uh, collectively, VNI from his bathhouse info and from my uh, technical analysis, think that the price will go ahead and eventually uh, go down to anywhere between, say, 6000 and 17000 It did bounce off of 1750 um, technically that could be done by now, but I think there's more pain to come in the market. I, I think they want to go ahead and mess with people one more time during the, uh, you know, September take back and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, or maybe October surprise, whatever. So, um, the next chart I think it would be valuable to look at would be the S and P. So I'm going to just bring that up and I'm going to explode that. Um, hopefully it's visible. I can always zoom in, but let's see here. So the S&P 500, um, 
Let's zoom out to the weekly and we'll erase all that noise. Um, so I did predict on this show, and I don't know if, uh, if our um, episodes are archived, but this line at the bottom at 3631.9, I actually had it down at about 3600. And that had to do with very simple technicals. Um, so price essentially bounced where I said it would bounce at 3600, right? So we can kind of sit here together and try to figure out, we'll go about out to the monthly chart. And let me explode this to make this a little more visible. Um, and I may have to actually not do that because I need my drawing tools. But let's see, price at 3600. So no, that's... So I think that right now price is headed up to 4,200. We just had the consumer price index come out. It was less bad. We're going to talk a little about a little bit about what that means. It was less bad than expected. It was still bad, but it was less bad than expected. And we live in the world of bad news is good news right now because the world's upside down. So price will rally, I think, anywhere between... Oh, 40, where it is now, maybe 4,600. We got a lot of uh, money flowing into the market right now. We're having, a, it could be considered a bear market rally. Um, so bear market rallies are very powerful. They're very hard moves. So prices, it comes down. Um, I, I need the drawing tools here. So I got to make this a little less visible. Apologize. Um, you have price overextend, right? So it just, it goes down for too many weeks or periods in a row. Um, in this case, uh, we'll say this is the monthly chart. So one, two, th that's not in a row, three, four, five. So you're having essentially six, seven, eight months down. And that's a lot of time to go down without a retracement, um, you know, outside of manipulation. So yeah, we're having a, a retracement of that impulse, the impulse down retracement up. Um, if you want to go with fib levels and a lot of people talk trash on them, but they do work. Um, a simple fib retracement to the 618 would have price go to 43.50. That's the S&P. I like to use the S&P because it is a good bellwether. Um, NASDAQ is tech heavy, so it's going to be more risk on. Uh, the Dow is kind of like a little more blue chippy, so it's not quite as risk on. Um, the S&P is kind of right in the middle, standard and poor. It's been around for a while. So I like the S&P as a bellwether. Um the last way I could take a look at how price might go would be on fixed range. And we'll do that very briefly where I go from the high to the low. And like the guy on Neuro Street, forget his name, Sean, I think it is. There's not a lot of data. Um, there's a little bit around 44. So price would be attracted to, I'm going to make this bigger, um, this red line, which is a point of control in the most recent uh, market rotation from high to low and price is probably going to be attracted to that, which is like 4,300, like I said earlier, but there's a little bit of a gap way up here at 4,600. I don't know if price is going to make it that high, but there's a gap and there's resistance right there. That's a decent target. If everything all of a sudden gets really bullish. Um, however, I wouldn't be surprised to see price actually reject around 44 and I'm not going to really do anything until price gets to around there. So uh, V, CJ, any charts that you want to see besides S&P and Bitcoin? Um, now we can go to um, S&P, Bitcoin. No, I, th I think. Uh, CJ, do you have any other, anything you want to look at? I'm good, brother. Appreciate it. Chart-wise, <laughs> good. Well, the, the rest I had was more about like understanding some economic data. Um, you know, I know inflation is kind of on the lips of everybody right now. 
So I'm going to flip to a different screen here. We're going to talk about the VIX. Actually, no. Where's Okay, let's talk really briefly about CPI. So CPI is Consumer Price Index. It came out yesterday, and essentially, the data was less bad than expected. So what does that even mean? Well, the, that means that there is a change in acceleration. So this is a second-order derivative. Right? Don't let that terminology scare you. The way that, it, that it's done, I've been through engineering calculus, but I haven't even looked at it in 20 years. So if you want me to do like an integral or derivative, I probably wouldn't do it right, which is really sad. But after an hour of studying, I could probably do it right. All right, so I'm not a total forgetful guy. But a first order derivative is like the difference between, say, location and, uh, let me see, Velocity, right? So say between velocity is distance over time. So you have distance and then you have distance over time and that's your velocity. How many meters per second? And then your second order derivative is acceleration. It's the change in velocity, right? So it's it adds a vector aspect to it, right? So you can accelerate and decelerate, but your acceleration can decelerate too. It's meaning like you could still be accelerating, but you're not accelerating quite as fast. So you start to get really far into the weeds unless you're sitting there with like a lot of math. Um, but basically what the data came out and said about inflation is that it's basically still accelerating, but the acceleration is flat or even decreasing from last month. And all of a sudden the market just goes haywire. And I'm going to attribute this to number one, buybacks. There's a lot of money headed back into the market. Two, technical uh, jump off of 36. And three, the uh, retail. Retail is actually messing up all the uh, institutional traders because the retail is causing short squeezes. Um, so, you know, I, I have guys that want to buy every single dip that know nothing about the market and it's been kicking their butt for the last like six months. But they went ahead and bought the dip again, and this time they're winning, right? So they're effectively averaging in based on ignorance. Um, so that's what's killing them. In the meantime, they get to win this time. And the way casinos work, if you don't know the game, is that they want you to win sometimes, otherwise you're not going to play. So we're kind of seeing right now where they're allowing people to win. Um, and we've seen that for the last 10, 12 years too. But over time, the house tends to win. Um, and the house right now are the bankers that get the money early and basically print out free money. A lot of hedge funds actually don't do that well. And the hedge funds make money because they make money off your fees. Like a lot of them don't really trade that well. Um, so if I were to, let me see, do a share screen. We're going to talk about volatility a little bit because uh, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on, on, uh, on that other stuff here. Window, where is my volatility? Let's see here. Yeah, we'll just share the whole screen. All right, so volatility, this is the VIX. The VIX is a measure of implied volatility based on options. Now, options even makes my head spin. I'm a terrible options trader. I just don't do it. I, I made some money on credit spreads, but I'm not going to go there. The VIX uses options data to find implied uh, 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 volatility. Right. And right now, volatility has gone off the edge. So the VIX is an index. Let me just read this out. It's a great tool to use, right? When the market's not doing very much, volatility will be very low. Okay. So when the market's just kind of hanging around in a range, there's not a lot of volatility and traders don't make a whole lot of money. 
And in the end, your um, your actual options traders are hedged, right? So the options traders at that time are forced to trade with the market. And so the VIX, when it's really low, that's the conditions. And the market does not like to stay there for very long. Uh, and if it stays there for a long time, then the move out of it is going to be much, much stronger. And that's where we are, as I'll show you in some charts coming up. So that's the VIX. And then the VVIX is a measure of the VIX volatility. It's another, it's a first order derivative, right? Or if the, if the VIX might actually be a first order with the uh, VVIX being a second order, as it says right here, you know, is the VVIX a derivative of the VIX? So without going too far into that, just to look at this chart, um, right here, you see the VIX has been headed down really hard um, since uh, February. Um, you know, there's just, there were some spikes to be sure. And then you had some spikes. Now, all these hard spikes going through 2020, 2021, all these, you know, quarter one, quarter two, all that, those have a lot to do with uh, just all the money going straight up and everybody putting their money in. And then all of a sudden, quarter one, 2022, we start to have a crash. Um, things kind of calmed down. And then the volatility went back up as price went down because volatility is, is price agnostic. All it needs is for price to move. So we've had a little volatility here and there, but now volatility is like falling off a cliff. That's the VIX, the purple, but the orange is actually called the VVIX, and the VVIX is that uh, that first order derivative of the VIX. And what that means is that VVIX is measuring the volatility of the VIX, which is volatility. So it tells the future it's having a little bit of a spike right now, and it's at kind of like historical lows, at least going back a few years. So we're possibly going to see a period of consolidation followed by a very strong move. And I think that what that's going to be chart-wise is going to be, we're going to kind of consolidate in this range. And I don't know how for how long it's going to go. And then I think that towards the end of the year, beginning of next year, the market's going to be relatively calm for a while, maybe go up. I don't know. It's just so hard to tell. It just depends on what they're going to do. And V, I'm going to ask you for your opinion on that kind of question. Um but I think that when they turn the cheap money back on, that volatility is going to go and we're going to see it another spring. And if it doesn't head up hard, it's going to head down hard. And it's just going to depend on what the Fed does with the cheap money. Um, so it has a lot. I gave people a lot of information right now. Um, so V, can you give us your opinion from, say, the 30,000 foot view as far as what you think is going to happen with market and you know volatility and things like that, I think right now up until the midterms, if you look at what the, what's happening right now, right? Number one, everything coming out of this administration, everything coming out of the government, it's all bullshit. Everybody in Wall Street knows it's bullshit. Everybody knows it's absolute garbage, but they're going to treat they're going to trade it like it's actually you know that it's actually real, right? But they know that it's complete nonsense. Now, with that being said, how are they going to react to this, right? There, this volatility is going to continue. It's going to get exponentially worse up until the midterms are over. And then come January, February, the Fed is going to start cutting rates. Okay, um, And then when they start cutting the rates back down again, you're going to see the, the, the cheap money is going to go into overdrive. And it's going to look like for a lot of people, especially on our side, like we're winning. Oh, my God, it's fantastic. Look, the economy's turning around. They're going to get a Republican in office. Right, it's it's just going to happen. Right now, there is a, a uh, a an internal war. Uh, there's a reason why Trump was uh, was hit by the FBI. There's a reason why all this. And like I said, look, all this, whether you want to believe it or not, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not some advocate of QAnon bullshit. But what I'm telling you right now is, there is a power struggle for the levers of control in this country. 
And again, there's no good guys and bad guys here. They're just interests, right? Except the only thing is that certain interests work well for us better than other interests. The woke interest, the far left interest doesn't work for us, right? The 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 alternative that they're going to give us is, again, the manipulated markets are not going to go away. We're not going to return to some sort of a gold standard and all those other pipe crack dreams that these people have. It's not going to happen. What this next market run-up is going to be doing is keeping the bullshit running, keeping the bubble going, okay? Because I'll be honest with you, even the people that are taking the levers of control that are going to be taking the levers of control come this November and in 2024, right, who are going to take the levers of control – they themselves don't know how to land this plane. This is a plane with the engines are on fire, the wings are falling apart, and there's a field. Now, how do you crash this plane into the field without killing everybody on board? That's the trick that no one has figured out yet because we are in uncharted territory, right? We are in uncharted territory. And so the, 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 you know, the, the right side, the opposite side of what's what what you know of what's in power right now. The opposite that they want to take control, and they're trying to bring it in for a soft landing. But there is no soft landing. So what are you going to expect going into twenty twenty three? You're going to expect the market is going to go full blown tilt, right? Now there are rumors. Okay, <clears throat> everybody's freaking out about the IRS, the eighty seven thousand people that have been hired and whatnot. There are rumors right now that I can tell you from the financial houses. Going into 2023, into 2024, that's going to start being curbed. They're not going to allow this full-blown armamentation of the IRS, okay? You can, because this whole, you know, $86 billion for the IRS and the hiring of 87,000 new agents, that is for 10 years, right? That's a that's a 10-year fill, right? That's not for, like, they're going to hire 87,000 people at once. Now, that new budget goes into play this coming new year with the new Congress. That's going to get curbed. So there is rumors about that. Again, take that with a, with a, with a grain of salt. I'm not saying it's 100% going to happen, but there are rumors that that's going to get curbed. Why? You cannot have a fear. Why do they want to curb this? Because they don't want to have this fear of economic activity right uh, uh they don't want to have this fear of having to be audited because of economic activity with side gigs and whatnot they need as much positive economic outlook as possible and 2023 you know uh starting with the midterms and going into 2023 with the new congress and then 2024 with a new republican administration it's going to be people are going to breathe a sigh of relief people are going to start feeling good they don't need 87,000 IRS agents to be snooping around heavily armed. That's not going to make anybody feel good. This is the reason why it's going to get curbed, right? Already, look, already the IRS is facing online uproar over special agent job posting requiring ability to use deadly force. That is that's so bad that the IRS had to take down their job posting. That's how bad it is, okay? So this is going to get curbed. Now, they're going to keep this going, folks. Right, because this is the last route. We don't know how to crash this plane, so we're in uncharted territory. The, the 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 cheap money is going to be going on full tilt. So prepare yourself for that, folks. Hey, you know what? Uh, if you ever have 
and this is uh, from, I think the show of Vellus like last week. Um, it might've been a different show. Long story short though, if anybody knocks on your door saying they're a cop or an authority, uh, what's, we'll do a pop quiz. What do you do? Uh, pull down your pants and bend over. And show them the brochure. Oh, no, no. no. You, you give them the brochure first. Just slide the brochure underneath the door. Yeah. That's yep. no, if, if somebody shows up at your door saying that they're any kind of authority, you call the cops. Yeah. And you yeah, don't answer exactly. the door. You should yeah. call the cops. You don't answer the door. So, and I think this was, Velas said it, that uh, if the, you know, if a federal agency is going to make some kind of arrest or any, any agency other than local police, the local police are made aware of that. Right. So if the police tell you like, you know, I don't know what they would say in that case, but if it's anything besides we're coming right away, okay, maybe that's a real person. But in the meantime, don't, don't open the door. No, they can break it down. Here's a great uh, thing from uh, Wilson Combat, Masad Ayub. How to answer door at 3 a.m. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, my name is Masad Ayub, and I'd like to welcome you to a few things. I'd like you to welcome you to the ultimate man cave, the law craft at the Circle WC Ranch that belongs to Bill and Joyce Wilson. I'd like to welcome you to the Wilson Combat Channel. I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Wilson Combat Channel. And I would like you to comment uh, in the space provided for the Wilson Combat Channel. The reason I say that, a lot of the viewer comments are what generate uh, the next generation of content. Case in point, more than one has said, what do we do about that proverbial knock on the door that we didn't expect at 3 o'clock in the morning? What's the best way to handle that? I recall one thread on one of again. I recommend the monkeypox brochure. Okay. The yeah. forums, where someone said, "Well, three o'clock in the morning, a stranger at the door. That's time for the Remington 870." Another fellow said, "No, that's time for your AR-15 because they're halfway in and halfway out on the other side of that door. It might go long range." And somebody else said, "No, I want my pistol in my hand." <clears throat> and I asked myself. What the hell are you answering the door for at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're not expecting anybody? Exactly. First, would you open that door to begin with? And second, do you realize who is the single person most likely to be at that door? The answer is the local police. Probably they're there at 3 a.m. to tell you that at 2 a.m. they recovered your stolen car that you didn't realize was missing because it was ripped off out of your driveway at 1 a.m. and you went to bed at midnight. Maybe they're there to give you an untimely death notification. Those tend to be delivered as soon as possible, not wait till the next morning and let day shift handle it. It may be that they're looking for a burglar or a very dangerous felon in your area, and they're trying to alert you to it and make sure you haven't already had that guy come into your house and take you hostage. And when you open that door with a gun in your hand, shotgun, carbine, or pistol, what do you suppose it's going to look like to the officer? No I can point. tell you, because as an expert witness, I've been involved in some of those cases. The officer is going to shoot. It happens every year somewhere in America. And every single one of those cases I'm aware of, the courts have found for the officer. Because it's not normal in society when you knock on a door to open it and be facing a gun. So first, let's go back to that original question. Why are we answering that door at all? 
my God, we are well into the 21st century. Now, when I was a kid, you had to be as rich as Bloomberg to have closed circuit TV that would tell you who was on the other side of that door. Today, ring cameras are so cheap, they proliferate and they're everywhere. And they'll show you who's on the other side of that door. Something as simple as an intercom that would allow you to ask who's on the other side of that door. Now, I'm hoping none of you watching this are dumb enough that you need that advice. But think about it. Is there somebody who lives in your household who thinks the world is all moonbeams and butterflies and nobody wants to hurt them and you're paranoid to have a gun? That's the one whose life you're going to save if they go to that door at 3 o'clock in the morning, open it, and it's not the police, it's an intruder. If you are going to open that door, and I totally understand your rationale of arming yourself when there's reason to believe someone might be attempting to enter by subterfuge at three in the morning. I would respectfully suggest you arm yourself with a handgun, that it not be in your hand, and it be where it is not visible. Now, that bears on home defense weapon selection. If you're going to be snatching a gun out of the drawer, as opposed to just pull on a pair of pants that already had a holster on it. Well, I want something that I can stick into my waistband without worrying about an unintended discharge. Every manufacturer of... I, pers I personally like to put my gun near my groin area with the safety off, but that's just my opinion. Striker-fired pistols that don't have manual safeties will tell you insistently, carry this gun in a dedicated holster which covers the trigger guard. So if you're going to be just shoving something into the waistband, something single action, cocked and locked, like this Wilson Combat SFX-9, is going to be much safer for that application. Something like this Wilson Combat Beretta 92 double action is going to be a whole lot safer for that application. Now when we come to the door, if you're in the police officer's perspective on the other side of that door, good evening, officer, can I help you? The gun is out of sight, even if my coat is off. We don't have that man with a gun swinging the door open, and we don't have a mistaken identity shooting tragedy. Be prepared if you do get that 3 o'clock in the morning uh, knock on the door or ring on the doorbell, to have your cell phone right there with you. If it is someone you believe is an intruder, you can immediately dial 911, call in the situation. If the person on the other side of the door says, we're the police, you're already talking to dispatch. You've already given them your address. Have you dispatched police officers to this address? Yes, we have. Good evening, officers. Sorry to keep you waiting. Let me let you in. We haven't? Well, I have someone impersonating an officer at my door. And either way, you've handled the situation without bloodshed and with minimal danger to you and to yours. Think it out beforehand. Waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning out of deep REM sleep is a lousy time to start thinking how you're going to handle an unexpected situation. There you go. What's your take, guys? That's good advice. I, I, still, I still like the whole, you know, don't answer the door at all. Let them knock on the door. Take the monkeypox brochure, slide it underneath the crack of the door so the only thing they see... <laughs> It's the cartoon image of three yeah. men going at it. Uh, at that point, 
that will drive the fear of God into them, and they will run in the other direction. These New Zealanders are going to rape me. I'm like, oh my god, this is a rape house. <laughs> rape house, like that's they're going. And uh, and then you just speak through your ring camera, right? If you have one of those ring cameras or or, or a Nest camera, whatever. And uh, and after you pass that brochure, you just say calmly in a in, in the gayest voice possible. So, do you want to come in? <laughs> 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 now, no. I don't know about you, but or do you say, no or do you say, please come in the back door? Oh. <laughs> no front door, please. No front door. <laughs> I have the back door open. <laughs> and then you could be the, you could be the, the pork in our sandwich. Now this all goes out the window. If the perpetrator that is trying to get through the front door happens to be gay, then you're in trouble. <laughs> then you have to take the brochure back oh, and then you gotta no. have listen you gotta have a whole bunch of brochures not a gun by your door but you know like in a hotel you go to a hotel they have like these uh this brochure stand for all the activities and leisurely uh uh events near you right well you gotta have one of those near the front door of your house so if it happens to be a a a, a criminal homosexual that wants to break into your house and your gay monkeypox brochure doesn't work you have to take that back and then slide a KKK or an anti, you know, like an anti, like a very anti-homosexual, uh, maybe a Baptist, uh, oh, a Christian tract, something about being born again, and uh, and homosexuals will go to hell. You got to slide one of those under the door. That should also do the trick, you know. Brochures are your best defense, is basically. You don't need guns, just brochures. You brochures some, are everything. Yeah, brochures are everything. You gotta have some I'm in the, gay na- brochures. I'm in the NBA, the, the National Brochure Association. That's it, brother. You have the uh, the the some gay brochures. You gotta have some white supremacy brochures. Uh, what are the brochures that are missing? Oh, let me see. Um, gosh. Oh, you could. Oh, you, you, you could have you, like a, a Muslim like Quran. Yes, yes. You, you could actually slide a uh, 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 a brochure that has nothing but Arabic writings all over it. Oh, done. Kind of freaked them out. Yeah, that Arabic black. writing could even say we are accepting of gay people, but they won't know. I'm t- or if it's a now again, uh, no, the Trump 2024 brochure would actually incite them. You're going to ask for trouble if you put a Trump 2024 brochure underneath the door. You're asking for trouble. They'll definitely break into your house. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll put a whole you. new meaning to the Trump train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work, especially on the if, 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 if especially if the perpetrator is a a, a criminal homosexual. Then, then you got problems. Then you know, but if they're not, I'm telling you, the most effective weapon is the monkeypox brochure. It's brilliant and it works. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is this is our best home defense, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like if you have a home of defense, right? Like you you have a home of defense, it's like a new thing. But you know how you say like, um, I don't know house o horrors right they don't say of they say house o horrors well you have a homo defense yeah homo defense man homo defense is everything homo defense it's just yeah. what it is yep it's the new it's the new wave exactly siege <laughs> what's your opinion on this i mean you know especially as as society you know continues to splink you know uh, you know splinter apart uh what do you think man you know i i have cams i i don't really you do, ca- about you do cams? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I do you have webcams? He does webcams. Yeah, I do. DJ. Yeah, yeah, someone comes to the door. You're going to show me a webcam video? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'll show a video. I'll put them on a live stream. You slide slide your iPad under the door. (laughs) It's your webcam. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm serious. In this day of age, if you just have a traditional doorbell, you probably really need to rethink some things, right? Dude, I I walk in my neighborhood. Um, I see some neighbors with traditional doorbells. I'm like, what the hell? What's going on with you people? Yeah, where's your where's your hidden cam? You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I I love mine. Yeah, it has a little intercom built in if I need it that I can just say go away, um, whatever I need to do, and I have a clearly on the door. I have a no soliciting sign. Do, do you speak I, in a gay voice when you tell? Them I do not. Them. I do not. I just say you hey, need to start you know, practicing. Leave, this. You know, if it's a neighbor kids, I say hey, you know what? I can't come to the door right now if they're trying to sell. <laughs> oh, to, if it's a kid, <laughs> if it's a kid, do you want to get these uh, young kids who are trying to cut your lawn, sell you candy? You got to have the minor attracted persons for sure. <laughs> yeah. If they're trying to sell you candy, then you can just say, hey, now I have some candy. Oh. Folks, that's a Texas Tom Payne got, you know, that's right. Homo defense. What uh, Cowboy said, we need to market that name. We need to teach the people of America about homo defense. The homo, homo defense. defense. The home of defense. But yeah. they just they they do an apostrophe with the oh, homo yeah, defense. At that point, the, the, the liberals will not know. Whether to you know um, go along with us or or not, I mean they they don't know what to do at that point. Their minds will short. That's trickle. that's part of the the formula to break down the AI. That's it. They can't they can't. They, it us. doesn't know what to do, and it just sells yeah. short circuits. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, gentlemen, we are at the uh, end of the program. Anything else you guys want to cover? No, no. I think we've had enough homoerotic stuff for the day. I, I think so. I think so. And it's not it's not that it's homo in a gay way, it's home of eroticism. So it's homo erotic. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Homo eroticism. Absolutely. <laughs> Just put a sign on your door every night it says monkey pox inside. <laughs> oh man. Somebody called it the donkey pox because like Democrats are donkeys. That's exactly what it is. It's a it's a donkey pox, man. It's just, uh, you know what? Um, people are scared. Like one of my buddies, uh, sent a, some CDC put an article out. It's all fear, right? Um, oh, get ready for remote everything next year. I'm like, look, it's not monkeypox. As far as we can tell, is not airborne. Like it's not something where you can transmit it a whole bunch. Um, the public's not really buying it. I think that it's at 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 the worst, it's going to be to push mail in ballots, but at you know, another issue would be they're going to try to sell the new mRNA experiment. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Anyway, gentlemen, we are at the end of the show. Uh, there's more pandemics on the way, so get uh, get ready for that. It's going to be wonderful. And um, Anthony Fauci is the man. Did you, did you see him uh, throw out another pitch? I, no, I they didn't show the pitch from what I could see, but they did go back to the one where he did with in Washington with the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> he threw it like he threw like an eight year old girl, dude. Dude, he's he's just a piece of. He's actually work. an athlete. He's actually a pretty good basketball player, um, but oh, clearly not a good ball thrower. He's not a, <laughs> yeah, he's a good ball hugger. That's what he is. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you all for listening in, guys. We will be back uh, tomorrow. Vela's Vela's isn't tomorrow, right? That's right. 11 a.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Vela's. Get ready for Vela's. And who else do we have? Do we have Harley? No, we did Harley. Yeah, no, Harley's Monday, I think. Yeah, okay. Cool. We have Vela's tomorrow, so keep it locked and loaded right here. He is CJ. He is the cowboy. And I'm just a, a monkey in the mayhem, in the middle of the mayhem. 
With that being said, folks, we are over and out.